Hello there. Are you alright? This is the uh, Jack Mac Chats podcast. And I'm your host. It's Jack Mac. Welcome. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time here, uh, great to see you. Or uh, great for you to hear me. Um, we've had a weird couple of months with uh, COVID-19, but uh, it's all over now because uh, COVID-19 is uh, is dead. That's right. You heard it first here, folks. And you know what killed it? Retail. That's right. Retail shops strangled the virus. And how do I know this? It's because as soon as they opened, people just threw that out the window. They were like, social distancing? You must be joking. Gone. You know? So as soon as pennies... Tiki Max opened up. Massive queues. Crazy queues. I work in retail myself. Don't know if you knew that. Don't know if you've spotted me. And, uh, yeah, first day back at work. Like, the hypocrisy of everybody going like, Oh, the virus could kill you. It's killed so many people. Save the old people. And then there's people coming right up to you. Like, it was as busy as Christmas. Everyone's touching everything. No mask, no gloves. I don't know how all these stores haven't been infected. Because nobody's sick. With the amount of people coming in. I know it's crazy. What I don't get is why shops are like, right, you got to stand outside, two meters. We're only allowed 50 people in. But then as soon as you get in, it's one massive German-fested free-for-all. Everybody's touching each other. They're rubbing up against each other. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. But as long as you queue outside for two hours, or not two hours, two meters. I know. I just feel like people are addicted to shopping. It's an addiction. These people are sick. I know there's a lot of junkies in Dublin, but. Not all of them ask you for change. Maybe we need to... I uh, know if anything, some of them ask you, Hi, what's my change? Yeah, it's mad. Um, it's the same at Christmas. This goes out to anybody who works Christmas in retail. Like, it, it, it is madness. Like, people do, do not surprise me when it comes to it. It's like a jungle. Like, people are just throwing themselves at you with their anger. They're like, oh, I need presents and gifts. Be organized. The worst people are the ones that come in on Christmas Eve. It's the boyfriends. That's who I'm talking about. It's the boyfriends that come in and go, uh, how are you? Do you have the red one? Uh, my, my girlfriend only likes the red one. Sorry, sir, we only have blue. Red is out of stock. Are you sure? Uh, can you Can you look again? Yes, sir, I'm sorry. That was sold out, like, late November. Can you look on the back? You know what? The nerve these boyfriends have. Like, if you were buying your girlfriend's gift on Christmas Eve, I've got to ask you a few questions. Why are you this disorganized? Right? You had all year. You had all year to plan... To think. 
Another question. Is she really the one? If you're leaving it this late. Do you really love her? You know? So the next time you walk in to whatever store you're in on Christmas Eve and start boring the retail man, the sales rep, with uh, with your sob story, right? Your, your, your story of self-pity. You, you deserve every bit of passive-aggressive smile and eye contact he gives you. Or she. Honest to God. Get more organized. Honestly, yeah. They, so, yeah, Penny's opened up. And for any of my American listeners, it's great to have you on the show, man. You guys don't have pennies. I know you've got, I think, is it, is it CJ Pennies? Well, pennies is... An Irish retail shop that's very, very cheap. They've got a lot of cheap clothes. If it wasn't for pennies, most of Ireland would be walking around in rags or nude. It's too cold for nude, unfortunately. So, yeah, they opened up their doors and the queues were massive. Go Irish people going back to buying their underpants, their socks, and other cheap plastics. Now, Penny's said to their customers that don't worry, because we have sanitized every member of our staff. The good old Irish way, not with hand sanitizer, with the power hose out the back, up against the wall. It was like a nice manager... Uh, sales rep um, bonding experience, you know, one of those those exercises for t- team building. Yeah, no, I'm only messing. I, I don't know if they they clean their staff. I don't even know if they're nice to the staff. I always see two members of the penny staff. You can always see them. They might be like putting up clothes on a hang hanger, like that customers have just taken, tried on. No, not my size, and just thrown on the floor. But you can always see them gossiping and bitching about stuff. Bless them. So Penny's, yeah, Penny's is a... Um, it's probably the biggest retail shop in Ireland. Fair play to... Fair play to the Irish. So, um, my girlfriend is a massive fan of TK Maxx, right? She is such a loyal customer. She lives right beside one. So she goes there three times a week after work. Checks out what they've got. Um, yeah, she's one of these hunters for deals. Gets all the best Sarah, all the best clothes for nothing. Right? And uh, we have this little joke, me and her, where I'm like, oh, you went to TK Maxx. Oh, I'm going to ban you. And she's like, ha, ah, I went after work. Oh, there's nothing you can do. Ha, ah, oh, Jesus. So when it was opening up again, she was like, oh, it's going to open up again. I'm going to buy the shop. Ha! And I was like, ha, I'm going to, oh, you're banned. Ho! Oh. And she was like, oh, there's nothing you can do to stop me. And I said, uh, actually, there is. Um, I've actually just got in contact with security and I gave them your name. And I sent them a picture of your face. And I told them that you were a shoplifter and uh, that if they were to see you, to uh, not resist using force. You know, not don't... Don't um, hesitate to rugby tackle you 
when you're entering. So uh, now you're you're actually um, you're banned from half the shops in Ireland. <laughs> uh, so uh, so have fun. So have fun with that. No, I'm only messing. That's a that's a joke. There. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. You know, I would never do that to her. Of all the people I want to harm, it's she's not one of them. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just clearing everything up so the left don't come after me. Um, no, speaking of shops, I know I I was saying all that stuff about Christmas shopping. It's just past drama, but uh, I mean, I got a good few sales myself. I went into Top Man the other day, and I saw a really nice polo top. It was very 1950s. It reminded me of Don Draper. And they had a sale on. Buy one, get another half price. So I saw these cool. They're kind. I'm wearing them right now. They're kind of like sweatpants trousers. They look smart, but they're like stretchy. So they've got like a tweedy look. So they were fourteen euro. Like that is that is some good. That is some. That is good price. So. I go over to the cash man. He's got a big screen on him. You know the big screens now at the till? Scans my top. Scans my trousers. Great, you get seven You get seven euro off those. Do you, are you a student? Do you have a student card? And I went, yeah. No, I'm not a student. He said, yeah, can I see your student card, please? And I took out my leap card which is the card people in Dublin use for travelling. It's like an Oyster card. And I put my hand up, and then I put it down again. As soon as I put it up, I put it down. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. So I only got the trousers for like €3. Euro. Bargain. I, uh, it's all about, you know, cheating the man. See, as I've said, I've got drama about money. I used to live in London... And I was just so poor in London because London is such an expensive city. It's like £4 for a coffee. And that's like €6. You know? So when I go to pay for stuff, I feel a bit of pain. Like when I put that card into the machine, I feel like my soul bleeds a small bit. So buying stuff like a coffee for €4, I'd be like, Ah, you know, the woman at the till always gives me a weird look, like, are you alright? Yeah, it's it's not easy, but then when it comes to, like, buying big things, like paying my rent, you know, I always leave bills to the last moment because it hurts me so much. Oh... I'm about to go to bed. Oh, I've got to pay my rent. <sighs> Better pay it now. Get on the online banking. Get it up. Type in the number. Send. Uh, uh. I'm literally on the floor in the fetal position. Tears. It's not, it's not fun. Like, just so much pain coming. Like, my gosh, my soul is just... It's like somebody that my landlord has just stabbed me in the soul. And that happens every month. Um, 
yeah, I've got PTSD from spending money. Very tight. I'm a typical farmer's boy. Typical farmer's son. Tight bastard, you know. Everything I do, I don't get... I don't pay full price. I try not, anyway. This is me opening up about my fiendish ways. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. But it's just who I am. In these tough times. Am I good with money? I'm okay. I'm okay. I like to treat myself. But I uh, I like to live life on the cheap. Even when I go out. Right? A lot of people say, oh my god, I spent so much last night. I'm the opposite. The more I drink, the more I'm like, oh, how much am I spending? Like, I have stopped buying pints in a pub. In fear I was buy- I was paying too much. I'm there tipsy, craving another drink, another pint of cider, and I'm like, no. No way. Do I get a taxi home? No way. Walk home. In the rain, in the wind. Half four at night, I'm stumbling home. Delighted that I saved money on a taxi. Buying a round. Well, I don't really do rounds, so... And I say it to people. My close friends are like, ah, Jack doesn't do a round. I mean, I, I do a round if it was two or three, but when it gets to past four, I'm like, no. No, no, no. I'll buy my own drink. Thanks very much. But then I have guilt when somebody buys me a drink. What are you having? Nice cider. Brilliant. I'm like, oh, well, I have to buy them a drink now, you know? It's not easy. It's not easy. So, oh yeah, so what else I saw? So I'm back at work, and... Uh, work. I was working on it. Sorry if I'm sorry if I'm tutting. I don't know what that is. I bet that sounds awful on the mic. Sorry about that. Um, that's a new habit. Maybe I got that in lockdown. So uh, I was at work, and I see this gentleman on the escalator coming down, and he's wearing an orange short sleeve shirt. And I looked at him, and I was like, No, I've never seen. Anybody wear a shirt like that before? He had grey hair, tattoos all over his arms. He looked like he had just gotten out of a prison in Alabama. You know? I was like, oh my god, this guy... Like, I don't know what they wear in Irish jails, but... I've watched so many Hollywood films that I was like, he looks like a convict. Except he was wearing some nice navy blue jeans. So maybe either he ran upstairs and changed his jeans, but kept the shirt, or he escaped, he did a Shawshank Redemption, ran home, changed his trousers, and then went shopping in Arnott's. I'm just thinking. I mean, that would have been a very interesting um Plot twist, if Andy Dufresne from Shawshank... Well, Andy then went home. Changed his trousers. Didn't change his uniform top. He liked the orange shirt. He went out to a shop, then started browsing. So I saw this guy anyway. He started walking over to Hugo Boss. Now, Hugo Boss... If you don't know... Those guys... Invented the Nazis' uniform... Did you know that? Yeah. Hitler 
in the late 1930s must have seen Hugo's collection and approached Hugo like Jawohl Hugo I saw your latest collection and I was very impressed what have you got for me <gasps> thank you my Fiora so what I was thinking was I was thinking maybe you could wear all beige like I think beige is very in right now it's 1930s then I was thinking high boots and lovely accessory belt over the torso and a small bit of red flare on the arm. Not not both arms, just fun. Hugo, you're a genius. This is why I came to you. I need a cool new costume. Iconic costume for my new cult. Oh, Fiora. Don't worry. I've got it right here. There we go. It was almost like the Nazis knew they were going to be in so many World War II films. No, uh, no, hands down, like the Nazis wore designer clothes. And they put a lot of effort into their branding. Like, you never know what the IRA were wearing. No uniform. Just the balaclavas that their mammies knitted them. Fun fact, so when I saw this convict floating over to Hugo Boss, it all made sense. I was like, yep, that's exactly where a convict would go. Hmm, you want to try on a Hugo Boss shirt? I just presume anyone who works in Hugo Boss is like, give all. Oh, I see. But, yeah, so, yeah, the whole story, the moral of the story is that an orange shirt is ruined because of American films. That's why you don't see many people rocking a nice, bright orange shirt. It's kind of like white coats. If you wore a white coat, you'd either look like a doctor, a scientist, or somebody who works in the marsh selling cattle. It begs the question... Do Irish strippers have the full Garda uniform? Like, do they have the blue shirt, luminous jacket hat? And maybe for a small bit extra, they'll put on the accents as well. Well, come here to me now. I've heard you've been an awful naughty boy. Now, I'll give you a schlep. And a warning. Come on, off you go. Like, do they do that to get into character, or... You know, is that part of the package, the guard, the stripper package? Um, I don't know. If you know, send me a message. I want to know. If you're a stripper out there, let me know. Or if you're not, or if you know a stripper, let them know. Go, hey, listen, I've got a business idea. What if you uh, turn up that nozzle a bit? In your act, you know. Maybe put on a nice Mayo accent. I was thinking as well about the guards. So if you want to be a guard. They send you off to Dublin. First. Because Dublin's more rougher. And harder, you know. It'll harden you up. Instead of being down the country doing nothing. Twiddling your thumbs. As a sheep and a cow. Stares at you. In a field. So, do they ever send Dublin guards 
down to the countrysides. Like, if you're watching that show Inside the K, like, these are, like, some of the roughest parts of Dublin. Probably the roughest parts of Ireland. And the guards, like, being a guard is tough. After watching that show, that was, that was tough. Like, it's, yeah. So you're sending these rough, these tough guards that I've seen, like, proper combat down to parts of the Irish countryside where... I don't know. The crimes would be like a fellow with no tax on his car or no insurance. Or it'd be stuff like a farmer speeding the slightest amount. He might be doing 35 in a 30 zone or, you know, very small crimes. That's something I'd like to see. It'd be kind of like hot fuzz, you know, there's nothing to... I like there's small little rules that are being bent, but nothing crazy. These things just come to my mind, you know, when I'm daydreaming at work. And now for something completely different. I watched that new film on Netflix, Eurovision, The Story of Fire Saga. And I have to say I loved it. It was silly. It was Will Ferrell silly. Because uh, Will Ferrell's the lead, he also wrote the film. And then you've got Rachel McAdams, who played such a quirky part. Like, I didn't see Rachel, I saw the character she was playing, which was like this little quirky um, girl from Iceland. Uh, it was very funny. Especially the accents. Like, I thought the accents, so they do Icelandic accents. Um, I don't know how they are, I kind of feel like they're kind of like a bit of German. I'm not even going to try and do one. It's kind of like... No, no, not doing that. Um, Pierce Brosnan's in it as well. Yeah, his accent goes up and down. Like, he talks like this. He almost sounds like a Kerry man sometimes. Like, what are you doing? I, I am so disappointed in you. Don't know what that is. Sorry. Sorry if I'm offending any uh, Icelandic listeners. Hey, people take the piss out of the Irish accent all the time, you know? If anything, every culture should have their accent done bad. To know how it feels. So the next time you want to go, Hello! Oh, how's it going? Where's me look at charms? You'll know how it feels and you'll stop it. Right? You think it's funny? You'd be surprised the amount of business meetings I've been in. And just before the business meeting starts, someone might go, Oh, Jack, how was your flight? Did you see any leprechauns? Oh, the toe, the tea, the toe. Racist. If that was any other culture besides Italian, that person would be sacked. Anyway, back to Eurovision. So I haven't seen a comedy film in a long time. And I think it's because in recent years, Hollywood has been struggling. You know, the birth of Amazon and Netflix... Their streaming sites have are taken away from Hollywood. I think also think Hollywood is getting more desperate and is actually making their art not as confident. Like the biggest, the biggest and most successful films at the moment are Marvel films, and because they're doing so well, they have so much room to play with. But other 
film films are just struggling. And there was a video I watched recently on YouTube about how they don't make comedy films anymore because they they don't make a lot of money in the box office. Like I feel like there was a lot of films, American films, comedy films that were so like rushed. They weren't very funny because they they just did fart jokes and they are like they just talked about sex a lot. And I'm like, that's not a joke. Talking about sex isn't just a joke, you know. I'm talking about like films like Bridesmaids or Grown Ups. Grown Ups 2. I mean, Adam Sandler has been doing this for years, but yeah. So I feel like this film, the Your Song, the story of Fire Saga, is the rebirth of the comedy film. Will Ferrell, classic comedy, Will Ferrell, very silly. I mean, the tone is a bit all over the place. It's two hours long. I think they should have cut half an hour off. There's a few times where they have a fight and then they don't have a fight and then they have a fight. Trim that 30 minutes off. Tie up the plot a bit. But I generally really enjoyed it. I'd give it 7 out of 10. So you can watch that. Now, and the song they do is really funny. Like, their Eurovision song. Oh, yeah, sorry. If you don't know what this film is, basically, Will Ferrell plays a guy from Iceland who's dreamt only about ever playing in the Eurosong contest. So, he's, like, the, the, the Iceland accent is very... I can't really do it myself. It's, I'm doing just, just doing German. And uh, Pierce Brosnan is his dad, and he does the same. He's like, what are you doing? I'm so disappointed in you. And I have to say, like, Rachel McAdams, she always plays, like, a nice... a nice lady. A very nice person. She always plays that, like, sexy girl-next-door part. Well, she plays this very quirky, very talented singer. Yeah, I didn't even see... I didn't see her. I saw the, the character she plays. It was brilliant. Highly recommend that. Um... And now I'm going to plug my own stuff. So I've just started up my own stand-up online show. I've called it Rascal Comedy. Because I've always liked it. Actually, I've always liked the word rascal since I heard Will Ferrell say it. Because in one of his films, Step Brothers, um, he's seen his therapist who he wants to be his girlfriend. So his mother's like, oh, um, Will... Your therapist called. She said she's not coming for Christmas because she's not your girlfriend. And he goes, ah, she's a rascal. And I was like, that's a cool word. So ra- I've always liked rascal. Sure, I even like at one stage in my comedy career tried to give that as my catchphrase. So I do something and I'd be like, I'm a rascal. So rascal comedy. Uh, at the moment it's on a Tuesday, but I think I'm going to move it to a Monday at 8 o'clock. And I bring on five comedians and they each do a minute of material and then we have a bit of a chat. Kind of a Graham Norton-esque. I didn't plan it like that. It just kind of happened. I wanted to do interview one comedian on their own, but with them all on screen, it just kind of happened. Again, we'll play around with it. It's very early days. So, that is new. That's a new thing in my life. Being a producer of a show. 
and you can watch it. So it's been streamed. What I love about it is it's been streamed live. So you at home, the listener, when you're watching the live show, you can type and heckle us. Please don't write anything too negative. (laughs) I hate Jack. He's not funny. You can type and you can get involved. It's really fun. And also as well, I love the fact, because it's been streamed, if mistakes happen, they happen. There's no change in it. We can't stop the show. Shit happens. I mean, episode two was so stressful because my internet mayo was so bad and I couldn't hear the people I was interviewing. So I was only getting every second word. Like, you know when you're videoing somebody and they're kind of buffery. Yeah, that was that was pretty stressful. So oh and then my laptop just battery died. So one of um the comedians, Felix O'Connor, he was doing his set and then you just saw my face going, Oh shit, and then I just disappeared and all the comedians on who did I have? Pedro, I had Kyle Phillip, um Sinead Walsh, I said Felix, uh who else? Sean Brosnan. They just started improvising, like, where's Jack? Where's Jack? Is he dead? Oh my god, I think that Jack's dead. We're going to have to do the show without him. And it just showed how talented they, those guys were. So thanks, guys, for saving my back. And then I just popped up like, hey. Hey, guys. Um, sorry about that. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. So you can check that out on Facebook and YouTube. Rascal Comedy. You'll see... You'll see the page pop up, and then you'll see, like, a little red background and, like, a microphone with two horns. Classic stand-up. I've also just started a Kofi page. It's like a tip jar for my art, because my vision for this podcast would be to get better equipment, a better microphone. Like, I'm just doing it on my phone. Just me in my room. Imagine having like a proper microphone and a camera. I could record myself, you know. Get some guest speakers in. Get some, like like Joe Rogan. That's the aim. Get some guests in. Have a bit of a chat. Sit them down, you know. So I've uh, set up a bit of a tip jar. Kofi, I'll link the link. If you want to send me a nice tip. So the whole idea is, instead of begging for money and donations, you, like, buy the artist a coffee. Just to be... It's a little bit more charming than... Please give me money. Oh, no, please give me some change, sir. I've got nothing to eat. I'm a starving artist. I I don't make any money from this, and it's because I love doing it. So I want to build it up. Um, that's my money rant right there. So yeah, I'm gonna link that, you can check it out. I'll also post some stuff as well in it, like other content. You can check that out, but, um, I think that's it for the podcast. Uh, this has been a great solo episode for me just to talk. If you have anything you want to add, you can send me a voice link. It's in the episode you've clicked on. 
I want to know what's your opinion on orange shirts. I actually want to know as well, what's the best color shoes for denim jeans? Dark blue denim jeans. Maybe we'll do light blue. I'm thinking white shoes. Normal denim. I don't know, maybe brown. Or what color trainer? Because I was looking at the Nike trainers recently and they're all these mad colors, orange and red and yellow. And I was like, oh, ooh. And then navy, dark blue, right? Send me a voice message of what you think, right? About the orange shirt and the blue trousers. And what you think of Irish strippers? Should they have the guard the uniform? I think so. So send me that. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I've been Jack Mack. I'll see you next week. Ta-ta for now.